broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon, this is Wagdai Weekly. Wagdai is a Web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with fantasy role playing to create an immersive adventure experience. This is Josiah in the studio. At any time, Lost Pilgrim, hit that mic on your lower left screen to come up and clear. Gentlemen. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm super excited about this video, man. Let's see, they dropped it. Must have been. Yeah, I, I am I am super excited about this to, to to get into this. I mean, this is this is uh once again, thanks Dev dropping content literally minutes before Wag Die Weekly. Uh, so we have zero time to digest and it is all live reaction. Um but this is probably like oh my god. I'm just sorry. I can I'm gonna rant for one second. I'm gonna pull her silence real quick. Hear me out. I what I love about Wag Die is that it is a live, like non- mechanical thing and it is adaptable like crazy and this is the epitome of it oh, two characters getting to decide anything they can just say anything we'll get into it in a minute but uh sorry sorry to cut you off just i i'm just super excited right now with good reason with good reason what about yourself wolf how you feel no i'm definitely very pumped um we you know obviously uh, the the void space that we had last week was uh, overall people felt like it was kind of like a little filler we got some confirmations on you know things that uh king for instance had pulled some old audio and whatnot um prior to that drop and that drop and that audio came up in the spaces so kind of some confirmation to definitely be circling back and paying attention to you know not just the spaces that are going on right now, but also think back into our past and things we've heard before, um, which, you know, anyway, so, but I, I feel like this video drop and this, this decision is, this is the real meat and potatoes. We're starting to get into it. And uh, I think people are more than eager to get into it because, you know, I'm definitely seeing some people on the timeline, like ready to leave the void or at least ready for the next move. Yeah, let's definitely take a step back and talk about last week's episodic space. It was called the Flat Helix, and it was the Lost Pilgrim's second. Um, I I would say I would be one of those people who would describe it as quote right. Literally, I think basically it was they were playing their greatest hits of past audio that all alluded to the concept and advent of searing, and this one was a bit. This one was definitely different than all our previous spaces in that it contains some meta concepts in their audio. Let's see, I have a clip. Anyone, anyone you. So we have what sounds like these telecom effects, right? You have the ringing of a phone and then you know, the static fuzz of a changing channel or network. What did you guys make of that? You think it was just a stylistic choice? Are you are you trying to say that it harkens back to that one time when uh, they accidentally bled in uh, Poof's uh, space? <laughs> yeah, that should have been on the bing. You, th- you think it's uh, intense? Maybe I'm crazy. I didn't hear any phone ringing. I mean, the sta- static TV static can be like, you know, very reinterpreted by a phone ringing. I didn't hear no phone. Yeah, well, let me play it one more time. Audience, see, can you pick up a phone ringing? Did you hear I, it just then? I heard, like, a clicking. Oh, like, I didn't hear a phone ringing, but it almost sounds like a receiver clicking. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? It was a ringing. It's uh, it's on the 1344 second visit afterwards. But, I mean, the general concept of it, what was your from the flat helix did we actually shin that progresses the nature of the void or or the, the the overall journey of the lost pilgrim i will say that if they wanted us to really like be immersed in the experience because you know when we got into the void and we and since we've been there they're like do you want to go deeper do you want more and we we're just like yes 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 like excitedly telling them to just keep it coming keep it coming and now, after last week's episode, we're like, all right, all right, we're ready to leave. Like, if that was, if they really wanted us to try and start feeling that way, like, to maybe, maybe we were too enthusiastic about being trapped in the void at first. And now the tone is shift like, okay, we're over it. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. If that was their goal, they've achieved it. <laughs> Interesting. I think, I mean, for me, the space is, I'm, I'm kind of in the same mindset as a lot of people. Um, 
not my favorite space. Um, I did, however, like the pull back to old things you know we we are constantly looking forward and you know we kind of forget that there is so much already the content that's already we've we've never we've had unanswered leads all over the place you know and sometimes we're always just like looking for next new thing rather than like maybe there's an answer here for something old that we've forgotten about um and you know that the, the audio i dug up for for the remembrance thing was like fourth space third space something super fucking early like that um and to hear it come back again is kind of a you know a reminder that like yeah okay uh we are have always been on this path you know um on our way to getting these answers these have always been there because you know there's been an, a year's worth of you know narrative development before any of this even started so we're just coming to these answers eventually um rather than uh, looking at what's next that said you know broadcasting live through luda the beacon this is wagdai weekly wagdai is a web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with fantasy role-playing to create an immersive adventure experience this is josiah in the studio at any time lost pilgrim hit that mic on your lower left screen to come up and clear gentlemen i'm a bit Oh my god! Sorry, I'm super excited about this video, man. Let's see, they dropped it. Must have been. Yeah, I, I am, I am super excited about this to, to, to get into this. I mean, this is, this is, uh, once again, thanks, Dev, dropping content literally minutes before Wag Die Weekly, uh, so we have zero time to digest, and it is all live reaction. Um, but this is probably like, oh my god, I'm just sorry. I can, I'm gonna rant for one second. I'm gonna pull her silence real quick. Hear me out. I what I love about Wagdai is that it is a live, like non-mechanical thing, and it is adaptable like crazy. And this is the epitome of it. Oh, two characters getting to decide anything; they can just say anything. We'll get into it in a minute. But uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Just I, I'm just super excited right now. With good reason. With good reason. What about yourself, Wolf? How you feel? No, I'm definitely very pumped. Um, we, you know, obviously uh, the the void space that we had last week was uh, overall people felt like it was kind of like a little filler. We got some confirmations on, you know, things that uh, King, for instance, had pulled some old audio and whatnot um, prior to that drop and that drop and that audio came up in the spaces. So kind of some confirmation to definitely be circling back and paying attention to, you know, not just the spaces that are going on right now, but also think back into our past and things we've heard before, um, which, you know, anyway, so, but I, I feel like this video drop and this, this decision is, this is the real meat and potatoes. We're starting to get into it. And uh, I think people are more than eager to get into it because, you know, I'm definitely seeing some people on the timeline, like ready to leave the void <laughs> or at least ready for the next move. Yeah, let's definitely take a step back and talk about last week's episodic space. It was called The Flat Helix, and it was The Lost Pilgrim's second. Um, I, I would say I would be one of those people who would describe it as, quote, right? Literally, I think basically it was they were playing their greatest hits of past audio that all alluded to the concept and advent of searing. And this one was a bit this one was definitely different than all our previous spaces in that it contains some meta concepts in their audio. Let's see, I have a clip. Anyone, anyone remember you? So we have what sounds like these telecom effects, right? You have the ringing of a phone and then, you know, the static fuzz of a changing channel or network. What did you guys make of that? You think it was just a stylistic choice? Are you are you trying to say that it harkens back to that one time when uh, they accidentally bled in uh, Poof's uh, space? <laughs> yeah, that should have been on the bing. You think, you think it's uh, intense? I'm, 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 maybe I'm crazy. I didn't hear any phone ringing. I mean, the sta- static TV static can be like, you know, very reinterpreted by a phone ringing. I didn't hear no phone. Yeah, well, let me play it one more time. Audience, see, can you pick up a phone ringing? Did you hear it just then? 
I heard like a clicking. Oh, like I didn't hear a phone ringing, but it almost sounds like a receiver clicking. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? It was a ringing. It's uh, it's on the thirteen forty four. We visit afterwards, but I mean the general concept of it. What was your from the flat helix? Did we actually shin that progresses the nature of the void or or the the, the overall journey of the lost pilgrim? I will say that if they wanted us to really like be immersed in the experience because you know when we got into the void and we and since we've been there they're like do you want to go deeper do you want more and we're just like yes 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 like excitedly telling them to just keep it coming keep it coming and now after last week's episode we're like all right all right we're ready to leave like if that was if they really wanted us to try and start feeling that way like to maybe maybe we were too enthusiastic about being trapped in the void at first and now the tone is shift like, okay, we're over it. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. If that was their goal, they've achieved it. <laughs> Interesting. I think, I mean, for me, the space is, I'm, I'm kind of in the same mindset as a lot of people. Um, not my favorite space. Um, I did, however, like the pullback to old things. You know, we, we are constantly looking forward and, you know, we kind of forget that there is so much already the content that's already, we've, we've never, we've had unanswered leads all over the place, you know, and sometimes we're always just like looking for next new thing rather than like, maybe there's an answer here for something old that we've forgotten about. Um, And, you know, that the, the audio I dug up for, for the remembrance thing was like, fourth space third space something super fucking early like that um and to hear it come back again is kind of a you know a reminder that like yeah okay uh we are have always been on this path you know um on our way to getting these answers these have always been there because you know there's been an, a year's worth of you know narrative development before any of this even started so we're just coming to these answers eventually um rather than uh, looking at what's next that said you know, I'm much more excited for whatever happens next than I was about the end of that spaces. Yep. I think um, I, I had said this this before, but I feel like, you know, if this was, quote unquote, the filler episodes, it's because the back end hasn't caught up yet with the front end. And I think with the advent of today's drop, things are definitely picking up the space we have to look forward to, which is scheduled. Let's see, two days from now, uh, November 3rd, Thursday at 9 p.m. The carapace of the captioned two shall write the why why does this i mean that's all the all the all the bodies uh, on, on its outside oh that's interesting like these those that died in the its outer shell well see that's the other thing I well mean, you know the a carapace is like kind of like a shell like of a crustacean right um and like you know it, a serpent could kind of look like that and it, it's an underground under underdweller <laughs> You know, so maybe maybe that's why it has a carapace. Like, are we going to see a connection back to the primordial lands on Thursday? Um, I I mean, I think that the primordial lands are like the weak point in the reality between whatever the Forsaken Lands are and you know what's beneath it, what's 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 beyond it. So if there is a, a reentry point, like it does make sense that it could be it. Um, I dropped a little goofy poorly drawn graphic in uh in the discord about that um it's possible i mean considering especially that like we're still waiting for the moth to you know once we get the 30th token um we're, we're supposed to be flown back for um searing um you know kind of had the revelation over the week that like oh we don't need to like fly back overland we could possibly venture under like to to, to not to pun it up too much but through like some sort of wormhole yeah, it's um, King's drawing is pinned in the Discord, uh, discord.gg slash wagdie. And in his drawing, you know, we see uh, the surface level, right? And there's the church and the primordial is above. Below the church, there's burrow, depths, and then abyss. And below primordial uh, is the catacombs. And so, you know, and he kind of like drew like the, the, the two little squiggly, the squiggly line past like he's like, you know, we could go from church to primordial above or we could go from the abyss to catacomb or kind of like, well, the void, he, like at least from your drawing too, it looks like you put like the void is could be underneath everything, right? Like underneath the abyss and underneath the catacombs or 
yeah i don't think it's like a hard place like it's a void right it's nothing it's the nothingness in in the depths below um so everything be yo thank you for posting that um yeah that's just my theory and and actually as i'm looking at this now i also kind of wonder like maybe the primordial lands um you know dome it could also be a sphere right like Paiyu has um you know, it, it casts a sphere in both directions or whatever. The, uh, the glistening wall, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, that could be a sphere and, like, extend beneath the Forsaken Lands itself. Um, all that said, yeah, I do think it's it's possible, probable, plausible that we are going to at least head to the Catacombs directly from the Void. And, Wolf, I think you were conversing what drew up a lot of lines of between what the glutton was saying and what was happening yeah so the the first part where he talks about the glutton said he recognized some of us in time is a flat circle well the time is a flat circles definitely was said in both but the part where the glutton recognized us that was resolved within our journey of the primordial lands because when we first met the glutton and we answered those riddles for the soup um we had already both met uh been eaten by the glutton those who went in the glutton's maw before that and uh and and we were arriving there after uh or you know like if that anyways even though the timeline of events was we met the glutton we got the soup we went through a bunch of other things then we went in the glutton's maw and received those bones but based on the way that you know the time works or whatever it anyways i think so you understand that so that was kind of resolved and that's what the glutton meant by they already recognized us but some other important parts were um the you know that when we were in the cyber's mound um they said that they were part of a worm and also ate worms uh, I, I don't know if, but the, the really fascinating part was when the unknown druid said um oh ah the worms are not yet present outside of here fascinating and um, and then he also was foreshadowed to let us know, like, I suppose you do not yet spend much time underground, having been underneath the church. So that's, you know, if we hearken all the way back to that, and I guess that's probably where we first caught wind of that. And that's why we've had a feeling that the, you know, the worm was underneath or the serpent was underneath the church for so long and why a lot of us were so interested in going back to the church, um, especially once it was revealed that we needed a serpent scale. As part of our question. Interesting. So there you go. Um, can we get into the good? Can we get into the meat now? Can we get into what I want to <laughs> talk about? Okay. What the fuck? Um, so, so, so Mervyn and, and Hedrick, for those of you who, who don't know these names, these legendary, soon to be legendary names, <clears throat> they are two characters that joined us on the adventure, the expedition into the abyss to the burrows. They were the only two to survive either expedition, and they are the ones who have been locked in the burrows ever since. And now the devs are specifically calling them out, along with some fantastic new artwork showing all of the characters who have died in the uh, in the burrows, uh, pinned to like some sort of stalactite or like some sort of column underground, um, in agony. Um, they're they're dead. They're all their eyes are closed. They're all dead. Uh, in pain sort of fused to this thing fused together and the and the the tweet accompanying the video says the void pulls all into its grasp there is no division what is your desire mervin and hedrick you now represent all and the thing that is driving me wild about this is that it's not a multiple choice question it's not like they suddenly dropped a, you know, a locked tweet thread or opened a snapshot vote just for those two. No, these two can, it's like the end of Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, what do you desire? And I, I'm interpreting this as like some real Dragon Ball moment. You know, you've, you've, you've collected the seven Dragon Balls. Shenron shows up and says, okay, like, what's your wish? Um, and the serpent is here to, to kind of maybe grant it uh, within its power. And so... I'm running wild with like, what would I do in their position? Do you guys have, I mean, first, do you have a different interpretation? And if you, if, if you were in their place, what would you ask for? First things first, uh, shout out to uh, Gartherly and Bus. Those are um, the two people behind both of those characters. 
Um, one of them's a, a, a good friend of mine and I, I also a coworker. Um, and then Bus, of course, has become a friend, you know, and is, is somebody who's been in Wagdai for both of them have been in Wagdai for a while. Bus obviously has been more active. Um, but, you know, anyways, that aside to, to get to your thing, I definitely yeah, I'm, I'm in the same page as you. I think that they they there's, um, you know, it's, it's open ended. They get to decide and it's really up to them. I mean, we can start speculating on some things. Uh, and I guess if we play that game, like giving them ideas, I, I don't, I don't know if we want to do that, but some things I've thought about, um, in relation to it is here's something I'm going to throw out there is let's say they're deciding the fate of people or, you know, something to happen or whatever it is they want to. Um, one way I think that the, the devs could do something fun to those who are active in, like involved is just target those who are location staking all the locations um and whatever they decide if they decided something like you know i I don't know some kind of like branding or whatever if there was some kind of change or something to physically represent things i don't know um maybe i'm just obsessed with berserk and i love the idea of (laughs) if we escape our deaths that we all get branded but um you know anyways I like the idea of, you know, there is there is a way that we could target just the active players um, and 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 all those active players, you know, of location staked have definitely, uh, you know, signed up for and acknowledged that they're active in the game. Well, I mean, like, let's talk realistically about like the limitations of what could be done. Right. There was it's not possible to burn like creep characters that are not staked. Right. For example, there is no contract mechanic that the devs don't have that power. We established that like months and months and months ago. Um, however, any kinds of metadata updates are possible. They could maybe ask for new tokens of Concord. They could uh, do something relative to the staking. They could. There's 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 a lot of different wildly different opportunities, and it's not necessarily just affecting other players, right? Like, they could change something about the nature of the game itself. They could gain power themselves. There's, like, it's unlimited potential here. You could ask for anything. Now, we don't know. This could be some, like, cruel trickster's prank, you know, where you end up, you know, monkey paw wishing or whatever. But, like, you never know. Anything is possible if it's it's that, if it's truly this as open-ended as we're seeing here and there's no multiple choice there is no bounds on what could be asked only what could be delivered. Yeah. I, um, I, I have no idea what this is. And I, I wonder it, I do that it's an invitation being made, but I, I don't know is as open-ended as it might seem. Um, you know, I am thinking about the description caption that they had precluded this with, along with their scheduling, the spaces that whatever, option is available to them i feel like might manifest or be it's either that or they got to give their answer now and then the execution of it happens during that spaces i i think i'm thinking about the outcomes which are more more dependable which i agree with what council of six said in the library that those two characters mervin and hedrick are gonna get the 30th talk I, I do believe that that that's an ad. Everything else is I don't know. I couldn't even speculate. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely I agree with you on that. I, I think that I think that I don't know if it's they're going to get the thirtieth, and maybe they if they are, it actually it lines up that we've that, that they haven't received anything yet because obviously their journey's not over yet, um, and uh, you know it's it's led up to this. So that that does make sense. But I, I definitely yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think that they're getting something for sure as far as um, a token. And as we've, as we've also talked about too, is, you know, we feel like obviously there's something going on with the 30th. It's, it's very important and it's kind of like held up any other tokens from, you know, coming out. So until that happens, you know, yeah, something, whatever, the, they obviously have something planned there. And obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know if they for certain get of the 30th talk right like i if 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 the dev is you know waiting for i do agree with you josiah that 
I think they need to answer before the spaces. I think that's that's kind of probably important. Um, the results of their choice will be, you know, kind of revealed then. And devs need time to 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 do their thing with it. Mind you, it's only two days, so like that's not a lot of time, no matter what. So I don't know what to expect there, but I think that like potential reward could also be based on what is asked. You know, um, whether or not that includes thirtieth talk or not, I don't know. Yeah, I think that the question for me is who, if not them, like. And it's interesting because the the artwork that they just came out, right? And I do believe that they're going to post again with with just the full the full piece in all its glory, right? Council of Six, get that oil painted up and post it. That'll be wild. Um, oh, if if not them, right? Who gets the thirtieth? I think that's the question. Wait, maybe it's all those who could see that as another option, seeing as they're depicted here. Um, I also see Mervin and Hedrick themselves becoming the thirtieth talk. Um, undergoing some method but um yeah i still like the idea and I, again i don't know if they necessarily get the 30th but i think that they have a token at, at coming to them and i still really like the idea of each of them getting a horn of melosh <laughs> yeah that would be a pretty sick one um yeah I, I i don't know i don't know what the distribution mechanics will be all i can say for sure is that we are getting we are so getting close to the 30th talk whatever it is whoever gets it whatever um only matters so we can get to searing okay well this thursday all will be um let's move on from this setting into um artifix magister now you guys have been working the heck out of that in the library it's 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 not my forte right now but uh some interesting new developments yeah i mean we've been trying (laughs) these things are hard um but Artifacts Magister, uh, for those who haven't been following, is a Twitter account that has been dropping uh, seemingly nothing but puzzles um, and has not been really responsive at all, except for a couple instances where I, I yeeted a crystal at them and we got some likes, which wasn't much. Um, but uh, a couple of days ago, yesterday, um, there was some updates the uh the wallet account that's associated with it um received uh three new uh wagdai characters sent from the official wagdai wallet itself um we got uh albus the tinker nephis the engine and uh xylo xylo the dark trapper um each of them having their own like backstory and and lore and what I thought was cool is they're also using the like um, the feature page on on OpenSea to like highlight them, um, calling them guildmates. And uh, the 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 first uh, wag die that was sent to that account is uh, Karamip of the Wastes, who um, has some sort of like lore drop on them. Oh, there it's posted. Thanks, Wolf. Um, the artificers were once a beacon of sanity, sharing knowledge over the cycles. As that vision was lost to time and death, Karamip assembled a new collective to carry on where their predecessors had left off. Um, and then there was also like five new puzzles, which is a lot. And of course, undeniably, paired with this is the first time that the... Um... That least that I've noticed, yeah, that's that's why I got excited and highlighted that. Um, that was the first time I've seen the main account directly, um, you know, acknowledge them. Obviously, we've seen on the blockchain and through the OpenSea profile that they've been sent things from the main account, but that's the first time on Twitter that they got a retweet and acknowledged by the main account. And appropriately enough, it's not one of the puzzle posts, but it's the post that says, you have all the tools. The secret to power is yours to unlock. Um, early on, there was some speculation that this account and to the advent of Searing. Do we still think this is related? I don't know. Uh, Wolf, you've been doing the puzzles a lot more than me. But, I mean, for me, it doesn't seem... It seems a little left-fieldy. All of the answers, like the answers we've been getting to the puzzles are kind of nonsensical they're not like 
you know, like, well, like with Rita's numbers, it was like, oh, here's the numbers. And then like, they'll be in like Yorn's tower or whatever. Um, it, it It's not really been like that. It seems like a different sort of beast. Um, but Josiah, I kind of dig your theory that you brought up earlier that it, it has something to do with the wound, which has been open for a long time, but we've not like, we haven't really touched base there at all. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the having a connection to the wound, which also some people have speculated that's maybe where a connection to Zoe, Zoe Stone might be. Um, you know, so that's, again, that's the third piece of our puzzle for our, our, uh, compass and something too, I pulled up the, the character sheets in the discord, uh, for each of the four and each of them have different bios. Um, I'm not going to go through and read them all, but I just thought it was really interesting that Zylo, the dark trapper, which is a dark blade has the dark blade beak mask, um, is, a, a lineage of stalwart researchers, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and it talks about his exposure to the crystals might have drove him to cruelty. All of them have some kind of thing uh, mentioning about the crystals and their tie to cr the crystals, I think. So, yeah, or at least the artificers. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my interpretation across all of these, especially with the like outlining of of Karamip's bio, that's why I, I kind of highlighted it. And the fact that the the OpenSea page specifically calls them all guildmates like it's talking about a collective of individuals it's talking about guildmates and they're all focused on the artificer's crystal which if if you look at the concord itself is the is the artificers so uh i think maybe there's something with like a new group or an old group i guess um kind of getting some light shed on it finally um but again as to how the puzzles relate to players, I'm still at a loss, never mind actually solving them. Yeah, actually, outside of the big established organizations within the Wagdai world, you have the Stalwart Researchers, which was very early on, Darkblade Guild, very early on as well. They snuck in mention of the, just, the Grand Jester's Concord there, and now we're seeing the Artificers. So you know there there are some of the the uh, the token of tokens of Concord collection that haven't actually manifested in a group coalition, right? Like the Furies, you have two community members who LARP those characters, but within there hasn't been any like one group emergent. I guess the Furies was a thing of the past in the story, um, but so it's cool to see those traits in this way. We have three. I would imagine if there's a vote that comes after this saga with, with uh, where the Lost Pilgrim should go next. I anticipate three choices, right? We have Yorn's Tower, we have the Wound, and then we'll have the Southern Plain. I do have to only, only because I never get to do this, and usually you're the actually person, it would be a uh, Yogg's Tower. Oh, got him. You got him, boy. You got me. You got me. But yeah, um, definitely, I think, yeah, the, the those three sound, I think we're, I think we all agree, King. Uh, Dude, those are awesome choices. Like, I'm actually uncertain which of those three I would want to go to. And it would probably be a big discussion for me to figure out which one it would be. Um, but before we veer off topic, I just want to throw some love to all of the people in the, in the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Chimera, Hamdo, Wolf, you, um, the, the twins, uh, uh, everybody who's been helping solve these puzzles, like, God bless you because it's fucking hard. Yeah, I'd, I'd give the biggest um, shout out to uh, Chimera. I feel like he's um, definitely tackled it the most. Uh, I definitely, I, I, you know, my, I was there in the beginning a lot, and then I took a break from it, and I'm, I'm, I've been there more recently, so it may look like I've been very active in there, but it's again, there's definitely been gaps where I just kind of left it alone. <laughs> Shout out to Sisab. I hope this stuff. Let's talk about moving sprites and environment. Oh, shit. Is that new? For Jesus Christ. There's so much new that happens every week. Um, you're talking about the, the post that Keepers dropped, right? Did we not go over this last week? I swear we went over this last week. We, we, last week, we went over the, the first little sprite tease with the armor or like the coat, the, the, the garb that. Right, 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 right. But the we, good helmet. <laughs> we um, didn't. We, we didn't have the moving piece. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm going to just say that this is amazing, amazing content. Um, the, the keepers of wag die account posted a tweet that included an animated gif of, uh, a Sprite in action. And it's, combine that with the other sprite we got first off we're getting told that hey they're working on 2d sprites akin to a fire emblem or a final fantasy game but what i see looking at those sprites is the first sprite they showed us is head-on direction and then the animated sprite they showed us is three-quarter perspective tilted isometric style and that shows that we're getting an eight direction sprite which is amazing usually you only get a four direction sprite like because think about it it's like twice as much work to produce an eight direction sprite an eight direction animated sprite sheet for for i mean just i hope they just make trait sheets and we can like glue them together ourselves or something but like that is such an amazing tool for everybody in the in the wag die ecosystem to use whether you are making games or you just want to use them for for videos or whatever like you could have a much bigger scene like we've been stuck using these like you know top three quarters you know these headshots for all of our videos unless somebody's making custom artwork for it. but with this perspective and this level of like freedom of movement you could have like whole battle sequences playing out in video there's so much opportunity that's there um i'm trying not to get too excited and hyping it up because God, I know how long sprite work takes. And if they're only at like new template sprite stage now, it's going to be like a long time before that stuff comes to fruition. But holy shit, like uh, I'm beyond excited for that. And I really hope, I hope it's just like trait sprite sheets and we can glue them together as we please. And like, even if they, even if they don't have everything done, I don't think if, if, I, if you're listening devs, don't wait until everything is done to release it all. I know everybody wants all of their PFPs done and like ready, but like if you've got like, you know, a third, a quarter, an eighth, a fifth, whatever of the traits done and you can release those sheets and we can start working with them now, like let us have it. I'll, I'll be I'll, fine. You don't have the crown trait. Okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> like it won't be able to do my character, but I can do other characters and that kind of thing. So that I'm just beyond the moon excited about the animated sprites because it opens up so many potentials, not just for game developers, but for everybody who's trying to tell lore with the perspective. End of rant. Awesome. And I wanted you, because I have another part about uh, shouting out Prince for something, but what's the digging up? Uh, what is that? Fade of Wagdai? Is it the same thing <laughs> on the sheet? Yeah, Think- it- um, I, I put that one in. He he pulled the um, the Concord steering that that circular silver ring, and he pulled up the description that they assigned to it too. So it, you know, ever since the the fate of Wagdai character sheets dropped, they, they added the traits that's class, alignment, and origin. And for a long time, we've been drawing parallels and patterns to the collection traits with those. And there was a huge developmental progression. And Prince dug a lot of that up. And you were pretty ecstatic about it. Yeah, um, he actually, he gave me um, a shout out. And he, it, we met, obviously, when we met yesterday in the Conclave. Um, he was he was a little disappointed because he felt like not many people really responded with as much excitement or enthusiasm I did when I when I noticed what he did. But it did confirm what I had picked up with, with just using my eyes and looking at patterns <laughs> without digging into the code which is, you know, uh, that for, what was it, uh, alignments background, I think it's for class, is class body, I feel like we're missing one, origin, or origins body and class. What I, what I thought was with class was that it looks at your mask first and then it goes to the armor, and he basically confirmed that with the code. But not only that, but he actually has a whole breakdown on, um, I think, all of it, like what what equals what and everything. So that was really cool. Um, we pinned that in the Discord. There you go. Appreciate all that work from you. Let's pivot to community characters, see what's happening in that arena. And just a heads up, ladies and gentlemen, this episode will probably be a bit longer than our one-hour allotment. But the Dark Blade Guild and Julian... Um, I don't know. I think I kind of call that the just the saga of the jester's wand, but it seems to have reached its episodic conclusion last week. Yeah, 
Um, it, it definitely, well, it's, it's definitely reached, um, I, I don't know if it's reached the full conclusion, but, um, I think, I think there's still room for more, but, uh, we definitely had a little bit of a, like a cliffhanger or at least, you know, Cowboy and, and the Dark Blades were, were, were really teasing out that this was the end of Julian and, um, sure, contrary to that we got to find out that um you know this is julian maybe starting a new journey or so um it seems like possibly his path is is with the dark blades uh something that chen talked about was uh you know that um was kind of recognizing that julian has caused quite a bit of chaos himself um in everything and i i think that's that's something i've definitely been mulling over and thinking about myself is that i mean look he he involved the concord of research and the dark blade guild you know two of the biggest the, the, the main guilds that we have right now um in wagdai and the main characters you know and, and some big players from both right like i mean king himself even got dragged into this mess and um is had to you know w- leave with licking his wounds um so in in a sense like you know julian came into this the picture kind of late and is you know became quite a star but also been a, been a pretty big player and has impacted so many people in this world and uh, it caused a lot of chaos and maybe that's why i think chen decided to spare julian is um as much as it you know Ch- as much as julian's character may have caused problems for them and, and upset them and obviously you know chen took some retribution took collected julian's eye um, I think he's, it seems like he's also a little bit fascinated with this, this, uh, creature, <laughs> um, for lack of a better word that has caused so much chaos and stirred up so much, um, between, you know, the dark blades and the solar researchers, as well as the rest of the pilgrims. So I, I believe where this is ending off, right. Is that the crows and they are sending him off to the hag of Detriti because they have struck, um, the crow of Detriti. Right. So a lot left to be seen, I think. Um, I pinned it to the top. But Lost Cowboy put out this beautiful, very, very sentimental thread about his LARPing story. And he gives an overview and outline of the entire story, the the major milestones and whatnot. And um, I, I often forget that Lost Cowboy is one of the community members who has actually been active corresponding with or, or his LARP. He and Merlin, I think, are the, the, the earliest and most consistent people with that experience. So, you know, he, he thanks them towards the end for helping him, you know, carve and shape. So Cowboy, take a look at that thread. Yeah, Cowboy 2 was the first person to, um, to, to open up the door to metadata changes. Um, you know, I think, you know, when he when they received Chen, right, um, Chen didn't, was not a shrouded character. And, you know, now Chen has a shroud, Um, you know, he joined the Dark Blades prior to that without the shroud and he became shrouded. And that was like the first it was a big, you know, there was a big ceremony behind it. There was a bunch of uh, LARP that went into it. But that was the first change, I believe. Right. Um, Outside of within the community. Right. There has obviously when we were um, I I don't know that, that I think the Raptor was afterwards. Was there anything was there anything that was changed before um, by the two? Because I, you know, the, there was the Malosh and the Raptor. Were those after or um, before uh, Chen's metadata meta change? Chen's metadata. I think that was before. Malosh and the Raptor were before. The first one was the. Um... Okay, so yeah, the amalgam. I knew there was something. Okay, that that obviously there was a change that happened before that 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 even happened. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, you the the story is is what it is. But you know, deep in my heart, I kind of know that he had to let Julian live, otherwise he would face the unspeakable wrath of of a, of a vengeful king. You know, I'm 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 beaten. I'm down, but I'm not I'm not I'm not going to let Julian uh, die. If he dies, man, what what have I got left to live for? I need that. I need that fool in my life. Yeah, I think Lost Cowboy did. Wonderful. <laughs> We have a black, the black scryer posted a LARP vid kind of on the behalf of the dark blade guild. You guys saw that it, it harkens back to a very interesting interaction, in the discord. Um, what was his name? Why am I blanking? Who is that? That thief. 
Oh man, um, that was definitely before Dungeon. Yeah, that was before. And it was yeah. It's somebody Joseph. Joseph. There yeah. It's I. This is okay. I actually yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Like the meta meta behind it because this is something that's really cool and unique and very wagdai and I I really love this community and uh, sh- big shout out to Chencho particularly for coming up with this. But so. You know, Poof is very generous, very kind. Um, you know, when during the war, or you know, anyways, during the borough, when people staked and some people staked their only characters, everybody who lost their only character, Poof reimbursed, and he's been generous like that since even well before there. And in particular, there was one person who came into the Discord and you know has some crocodile tears and was talking about. Um, you know, he accidentally fat fingered or something happened and he lost his character or this or that and the other. And anyways, Poof took pity on him and gave him a new character. And surely enough, like within a day or maybe even less time, this guy goes and lists and collects the money on that. And it was just like the fuck, you know, and and, that, and then he was out and blah, blah. Um, that could have just been the end of it. And obviously some people raging and that would be the norm, you know, for I think for any community would would, would respond in that way. But no, instead, now um, the Dark Blades and Chencho in particular with this whole LARP has decided to make it part of a story. And so in this video, if you, you know, you go and watch it, it, it kind of plays out like happening in, within the Forsaken Lands, like as if this is a character, this, um, you know, Poof meets this, this character uh, uh, during his travels, um, takes him in, spends, you know, they spend a night together and while Poof is sleeping, the guy robs him. <laughs> And so it kind of, you know, it's, it's very meta and plays into the story and it's, it's really awesome. And I'm just very proud of our community for taking something like that and turning it into a LARP and a story within the context of Wagdai. And just a, just a flash news bulletin update. Uh, Official account has tweeted once more. Uh, What are the words? I didn't even read the words. There's big art with it. The whole art piece of the, uh, all the uh, the the burrow adventures stuck to the uh, to the to the column. Uh, souls drift into the void and become one. All shall praise the beauty of the nameless. I'm a I'm a big fan of that piece of art. The first thing I did when they dropped their video earlier was clip just that part where it shows it, and it's the slow pan or. Um, Actually, everybody always, it's not a pan. It's the other, because it's up and down, not side to side. But anyways, um, got tilt, like the slow tilt and showing the, the mon- this monstrous. Anyways, um, this picture does even more justice than that than that video. So definitely go check that out. Very cool. I just saw it. We're, we're willing to bet that all ones, one and two, are depicted there. It seems pretty exhaustive. Yeah, I already I already went over uh, well. It was a video, and yeah, it is all of them. I, I even checked if it was like in order of death or anything. It just seems to be good for composition, uh, not uh, no no specific order to the stacking. But there, all the bodies are there. That is some wild shit. Um, let's move on. So the the uh, the inspiration be behind this show's title, um, Tim Templeton has made quite a splash with his new um, call-in show, Forsaken Conversations in the Forsaken Lands. Her Silence, I want to bring you in on this. Have you listened? No. Good, good, good. Yeah. It tracks. No, I'm kidding. I did. Yeah. I listened to it. It was great. Somebody accused, and I agreed to it. Wolf said, stop claiming you upset. No, it's, I, I wasn't upset, but I was just uh, actually quite the opposite. I was very excited because... As people know, I mean, obviously, I think I'm one of the ones that people accuse the most of doing this, of, uh, you know, LARPing so many characters. Um, a lot of the times we we find new characters within this realm and it ends up being somebody we already know on an alt. Um, Ted Templeton, though, is completely fresh. This is somebody who's newer to the community um, and spent time studying us um and painted and like just being fascinated with us and drew inspiration and created this drop within the context of Wagdai in the world and of what was going on in the events but kind of this meta like stepping back as if like a complete um stranger 
to or you know somebody who's outside of our and not caught up within like the insanity of what was going on but also to at the same time purposely so creating a kind of a her silence um you know the the person behind her silence (laughs) character and drawing influence from him directly in his uh in this character that he portrayed now he's upset yeah it was interesting i i I didn't you know somebody was like is this supposed to be this supposed to be you and i was like no it's not i don't say boys and then i like search a discord for boys and i was like 10 times good lord like they knew me better than i know myself not sure what to think about that you don't know what to think you know what i always say just don't think at all um but yeah Good, good new, good new, good new show. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I'll uh, harken back. That was great. I, I really did enjoy it, and um, it was very well put together, man. Um, he said he wants to interview some other people. I think he said King. I'm hoping he uh, skips King, goes to Brennan first, and then you do King after. That'll be great. I just think it, it's a great format. It's, it's really entertaining, and that's what the, that's what this project does. It brings people out and. They challenge themselves to do new things and, and, and have fun, and, and we all benefit. It's great. I love it. Actually, I, I, I kind of echo your sentiment. I do hope that it doesn't all come to the usual suspects. You know, one of the coolest things I think about the format is that it would give new people a great platform to like effortlessly, you know, step up their. LARP, you know, you could present their character, um, you know, they could talk about what their thoughts on, on the Forsaken Lands are without having to come on this show, you know, without having to do a lot of things. And so uh, I kind of hope that it kind of uh, people who haven't really been able to participate in the LARP because it's too time intensive or whatever, take that opportunity to do so. I do, you know, actually, too, if they survive, um, Hedrick and Melvin would be two great people to um, to definitely be interviewed. Um, afterwards, especially after, you know, whatever fate they decide and if they survive. So then maybe you could also interview them about how their, their journey, but also to why they made the decision they made. And, you know, there, there'd be a lot of con- a lot to play with there. I do real quick before we go to uh, the, the video that King dropped, I, I, I want to segue it with, um, I guess, providing just a little bit more context besides LARPing as um, her silence the main thing about this Ted Templeton video was, was, was kind of digging into, uh, to King and, you know, um, and I felt like one of the things that I felt like I thought it was somebody that knew us well is because for those who don't know the play, the player behind King is actually a very large man himself. Very like I'm, I'm six, six foot two and he makes me feel small. Like the, the dude's is bigger than me. I've met him in, in, in real life, um, in New York and it was a pleasure, but, uh, Wow. Anyways, he, so he talked about King's character just running around, chucking and picking people up and chucking them into the void and causing a huge stir and a frenzy and trying to get other people to just get in there. Um, and it was kind of this meta play on, you know, this crazy because, you know, that, that which we you can go back two spaces ago. King, you know, talked about it himself. But like when this whole voyage journey started, I mean. King got very inspired by it and very passionate about it. And he was the first one to start going into the void himself or, or sending char- his own characters into the void. And then, you know, before others did and et cetera. So it was a kind of a funny play on that. Um, and okay, there we go. And I'll let you talk about your video King. I forgot that I released this. <laughs> Let's uh, let me play a sound. So not only do we get, a new way of telling stories from Timothy Templeton. We get our first LARP WAGD ballad, right? From King Offling. Yeah. Uh, so the story goes, King has left the crow's den and is licking his wounds in uh, a tavern of little consequence um, and uh, comes across a bard who just happens to be singing a song about a very greedy wolf. Sus. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's fun. Um, music is a really fun way of like storytelling. And, um, you know, I thought about what this world would have, uh, and, you know, happened to have somebody, uh, who, who could create a song. So we did. It's very fun. It's very fun to watch inclusion of some new pixel traits. Um, you got, uh, a loot there. You got a uh, the nomad's brim is obviously pre-existing, but then you you added. Let's see, we have a wheat, 
a stalk of wheat in the mouth of the the bard, and then uh, one one tip of a arrow stuck in his. Uh, I did not do any of that art. <laughs> that was all uh, the one and only Roland. Roland Orama. Who funded this? There's no funding. Handlers. Okay. It was her silence hand. Yeah, I was just uh, a little impressed because you know, um, Wolf Wolf died uh, in the tournament of champions or whatnot, so. You know, I, I I feel like he had a pretty small part in the story. I'm surprised that he made such a big impact for a bard to be singing about, you know, the dead. Oh, it's not about anybody, anyone in particular. It certainly wouldn't be any wolf in particular. You know, it's more of it's a it's like most folk songs, an allegory about a certain type of of of, of power uh, claim. Josiah, you had your hand up. Yep, I just just felt like I had to put my hand up. Uh, let's wrap up the community characters. Um, initiatives. We have the Lost Pilgrim comic um, that premiered it was on Halloween, right? Yesterday. And that is done by Brennan. Brennan64. Um, it was a free mint for all. Did you guys get a chance to? Indeed I did. I'm super super happy to have it. Uh, I think it's another one of these cool things. We're slowly getting more and more like CCO created content. And uh, for those of you who haven't read the comic, go do so because it's really cool. Uh, especially when there's like, you know, really obvious and good Wagdai uh, references. So great job, Brennan. Yeah, I was super impressed. I'm a big uh, comic fan myself. And I thought it was really cool to just be able to pull it up on OpenSea um, on my phone and, you know, swipe through and read the comic. Uh, I thought that was really cool and fun. And I, I myself have a couple little comics that I'm like, yeah, I want to release something like this someday like it got it got me excited with the possibilities of it and i love that um brennan came together with uh i think maybe poof helped him or whatnot um and to, to re- for the release I, you know i th- i believe brennan did all the artwork and everything himself obviously and it's his story but um yeah i'm very excited to see where this goes and it's cool uh also a uh, shout out to prince who's been talking about a comic for or a manga for a long time and hasn't released anything oof all right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's, <laughs> let's cut into our sponsor for today's show. Uh, it's going to be Conclave. Tension was incited to enter the void by an insistent despot. You may be entitled to financial compensation. The void is a vacuous state of nothingness where chronic subjection to its pervasive, disembodied voices has been linked to early onset cognitive decline, impairment of executive functioning skills, memory loss, nausea, spontaneous monologuing, and asbestos exposure. Heeding the radical tirades of frenzied kings may have put you at risk. Please, don't wait. Call 1-899-OFFLING-VOID FORGIVENESS for a free legal consultation and information packet to see if you qualify for financial restitution. Victims of the void call now. 1-899-OFFLING-VOID FORGIVENESS. All right, Wolf, it looks like we have two current... Where's my lawyer? Where's my lawyer? You you know where he is. Um, Two ongoing proposals, right? Two live proposals. Uh, yeah, we have uh, the game jam and our own very own Wagdai Weekly proposal is up and running. So both of those are at uh, decide.fadeawagdai.com, um, WIP eleven and twelve. So definitely go vote. Um, I don't want to sway sway the votes. I think that the you know people should definitely read the proposals themselves, and we've kind of talked about them. Um, I guess the one thing we haven't talked about is, is Wag Die Weekly. And I will just say that we, I try, I, th- I feel like we were very generous in our requests. Like we're asking for $50 each, um, per episode. And, uh, I definitely, I set up the proposal in a way too, where the full, the money will not be sent to us. It would be, um, held within the conclave itself. And um, thinking that, you know, at the end of each term, one of their duties they can be when they're switching out or closing a term is they send, uh, you know, the, the payments for the for the weekly episodes um, up to that point. And then, you know, but they could also it, it, let's say the wag that weekly died off or whatever reason they could decide to, um, you know, if, if we as a community decided to, that there no longer needs to be funded, we could forfeit the rest of the funds and send them back to the Treasury. 
So what Wolf is saying is vote yes on this proposal to give us money. That's the most important thing you need to hear and understand from this show right now is vote yes on the proposal for Wag Die Weekly. And you know what? Even just drop a suggestion in the conclave to give us even more money. That would be really good. I would love that. Um, but for real, uh, Wolf, you did a good job on the proposal. It's very blah, 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 Web3, decentralized, democratic. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, give, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. And speaking of uh, money and, uh, you know, we obviously have a lot of proposals that have taken money out of the conclave. But um, one of our first proposals that we've seen a little bit of money come back is the money from the Wagdai Artist Guild, uh, which I think we talked about last week um, and sh shared the success that, you know, the congratulations of the success on the, the instant sellout um, and to jo Josiah, Roland, Lost Cowboy. Um, and Brennan, everybody that was involved in that. But um, yeah, the, the payouts went out to the artists involved, but also the Conclave itself received its cut of payment. So that was awesome. It's cool to see some money coming back into this thing. And if you're in the uh, Concord of Research, then you've seen me and King Offling talking at like 1 a.m. EST about the accounting records of, of how we're just dispersing the whole thing so very transparent is very yeah um, it is actually a lot of bookkeeping to handle that many uh wallets and accounts and who's getting what cut and different percentages for primary and secondary sale i did make you a very nice spreadsheet we need to give you that tutorial on how to use it but um very good uh white artist guild i i love seeing money going back into the conclave uh i'm super proud of you guys huzzah okay we're in the home stretch, guys. Um, awesome. Um, I shout out to King for queuing up the movie Swarm. Um, I think I was probably the only person watching it. <laughs> yeah, you know, would, me and Brennan were just playing Dark and Darker. Yeah. Um, it, one of the reasons that we, we were inspired to play it, and he played the Mystery Science Theater version of it, um, was that we noticed that Worm Boy Genius, the owner of Cole, his uh, OpenSea page background has uh, a scene from the movie Squirm. So that was the reason for that. But also, too, hey, we're in the borough. Worms. We all have worms. Worms, worms, worms. Um, I want to give a shout out to our newcomers, Sly, Maz, and Matty Ice. Matty Ice is somebody who was in the old Discord and has been around. This was kind of a newcomer that came back <laughs> and uh, definitely already you know, is familiar with the community. Um, the last two things that we want to dive into is shout out to Josiah for his YouTube, uh, Wag Die, A Night is Born. Go look that up. He's been adding a bunch of uh, clips and things that he's already released, um, as well as maybe some new content, things you might have missed. Definitely go check that out. I really love the way that he's designed that YouTube and is populating that. Um, and I have my notifications on for that. So every time he drops something, I see it. Um, and then last but not least, big shout out to Brennan, um, our own council, council of six for airdropping everybody who was location staked a little something, uh, a little, a little something. And I guess real quick, I will just say on that, um, uh, kind of highlighting the possibilities of, of, so obviously that we were limited on time. This was done for Halloween, a little, uh, trick or treat, maybe more of a trick than a treat for some maybe some it was more of a treat than a trick uh nobody's judging you but anyways um kind of highlighting the possibilities of uh utilizing the fact that we have people staked at locations and um we could do cool shit with that you know we have those wallets uh it, <clears throat> they were airdropped to each individual holder so it didn't matter if you you know had one staked or five or whatever everybody received one per wallet but uh you know think about the possibilities there maybe with holidays maybe we could get more you know uh technical with it if we have more time to build it out like you know based on what location you're staked at maybe you could receive something that would be relevant to that location like hey i'm in the turlo um you know maybe something related with the turlo furies yuria etc uh just there's a bunch of possibilities there um and he was kind of also playing with this idea and concept that he has if for those who received a little something it's a token of conclave instead of a token of concord so kind of a little idea there, there's 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 some ideas and thoughts behind that and ways that we can maybe have fun for now um you know you can't vote with it 
or anything else. And I, I don't think that you'll be able to sear a little something to your character if anybody really wants to. Um, that uh, <laughs> you're welcome to try when we have searing, but uh, yeah, I want to also shout out to uh, let's see, Chimera for sniping Nakes near the floor all week. Pretty incredible one. Her silence when it gives you the final thought. What's to say? Yeah, I just want to thank you guys um, for demonstrating to me who is in a paid asset. I will find out who these handlers are eventually. Just give it time. I'm on to you. In collaboration with the Wagda Artist Guild, obviously, we have to respect each other's jurisdictions. But it's not over. It's not over. I can tell you guys are stepping a little bit sideways. Keep an eye on you. Just want you to know. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our show. Wagdai is a Web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with fantasy role playing to create an immersive adventure experience. We'll see you this Thursday at the Carapace of the Serpent. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs> <laughs>